welcome to Toronto Raptors Basketball Today. I am here with Kieran Smythe. What's going on? And Ben Harrison. Hello, everybody. And I am Brendan Hodgins. You can follow Ben on Twitter at Benny and the Raps. You can follow Kieran at on Twitter at K underscore Dilla. And you can cover myself at Brendan Hodgins. Uh, that is Hodgins, H-O-D-G-I-N-S. Yeah, I should probably change that. Uh, <laughs> pro- who, yeah, and then you can also follow the program at Hoopball Raptors for all your Raptors needs. Anything related to the team, especially coming up soon, we're going to have that trade deadline. So you're going to want to keep your nose to the grindstone and see what's going on. Also, head over to hoop-ball.com for all of your fantasy, DFS, and betting needs. That's the mothership. So go over there and show them some love. Well, if Kieran was all shiny yesterday, he's going to be in an awesome mood today because the Toronto Raptors managed to lose to the last team they beat, which was over a month ago, breaking their skid, but extending our skid to make it the longest active one in the league at nine losses in a row. And with the upcoming schedule, they're going to need to start playing a whole lot better coming up. Kieran... What happened? Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, unfortunately, this probably isn't even rock bottom, but uh, this was, I mean, there was a couple positives for this game, but it was generally pretty ugly, obviously. We lost, I mean, it was a blowout. So not only, you know, did we lose, it was a blowout. It wasn't close. Um, And it was strangely enough, you know, like we did some of the things we talked about uh, last time. So like rebounding was pretty tight. You know, if you're looking at the, the team-by-team comparison, they didn't shoot that much better from us from the field in general other than threes. Um, you know, everything was more or less balanced. It should have been a closer game. But, uh, yeah, this was a tough watch. Um, I th- the biggest thing for me, the biggest differences were three-pointers and uh, assists. They, out, they got, you know, I think 11, nine more assists than we did. And, you know, we shot 10 for 40 from three. So we missed 33 pointers, only hit 10. Like, you're not winning games like that. And, uh, oh, yeah, there's just just no excuses for this kind of thing, you know. The bench wasn't around. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't know. Ugly. Yeah, now some of those, uh, like the numbers are a little skewed at the end there. They made it a blowout, right? It was pretty close for a long time, even going into the fourth there. They actually won a third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, at the end when they kind of pulled away, they had a little quick little 7-0 run there kind of to start the fourth. Yep. And the Raptors never really recovered from that. But the three-pointers, too, at the end they were just going up and jacking them up and hoping for the best, which was then leading to, like, open looks down the other side, right? Sure, yeah. Because guys were just taking whatever shot they could find. But those assist numbers, those are representative of guys getting open. Uh, you know, they're they're bringing their guys into the paint and dishing it out and having guys hit three open three looks, which has been a problem for the Raptors all season. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben... Anything specific you saw for the overview of this game that you were either frustrated with or excited about? Well, I, too, uh, was going to check on Kieran's state of mind this morning. Uh, we know <laughs> how he was feeling after losing to Cleveland, so when you drop one to Houston, it's... Uh, yeah, we keep digging on that rock bottom there, but... Uh, I don't know. I, too, thought it was a blowout. Like, uh, I know we got it within two towards the end of the third, but I think we were also down by, like, 18 at one point in the third. So at, at no point did I really feel good about us winning this game. Um, 
other than the first quarter, um, it's like you said, we shot 10 for 40 from the third, uh, from three. But, um, you know, the first quarter looked like a different team. They were getting to the rack. They were drawing fouls early. Um, I think they had 24 points in the paint in the first 15 minutes. Um, And then just not much after that, right? Um, Like Siakam, I thought it was a... yeah, I thought it was like a perfect first uh, first half from Siakam. He had uh, 17 points. Um, eight of his 11 shots were right in the paint, and he hit seven of those. So so that's what you wanted to see. But then uh, it was just a tale of two teams going into the second half there. Started, uh, started doing their thing, settling for shots. And, um, yeah, again, the bench just, you know, we're not getting anything off the bench. So Yeah, no, this is actually like Siakam and Van Vliet both had pretty good games. Um yeah. So, you know, there's not a whole lot to say bad about that. It's just they, you know, it's just kind of being the story of the year. There's just no help from them, you know, elsewhere. Uh, Norm did an all right game considering how he's been playing lately. It wasn't one of his better ones, but, you know, one for eight from three. Um, yeah. Outside of that, <clears throat> he was seven for ten, you know. So, like, why just jacking up all these threes, man? Keep going with what's been working for you. But, um, yeah, just non-existent. Some of the other players... You know, Bembry got ejected, didn't see, you know, Matt Thomas, um, Dar- uh, Davis, Watanabe, they weren't playing. Um, we're getting to the point where I'm almost like, you know, blow the team up. Like, let's see what this, like the bench guys can do. Like, stop treating them like bench players. Give them some more minutes at the very least. You know, let us know what to expect from the future. Like, you know, why isn't Matt Thomas getting a little bit of time to shine? Terrence Davis can get a bit more playing time. Watanabe, like what's, it can't get any worse, right? So at this point... Um, yeah, we're going to have to, I think, I think we're going to see some changes at the, uh, by the deadline. Well, we know why Watanabe's not out there, but, uh, sure. I thought it was strange too. Like, uh, Nick Nurse left the starters in like the whole game. Like they were in there right till the end of the fourth, even mm-hmm. though it was, I don't know, 15, 18 point game by then. Yeah. You mentioned, I don't know. Maybe game. he was sending a lesson, teaching them, uh, teaching a lesson, sending a message. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I noticed Bembry as well. We hadn't seen him in, over a week, which is uh, kind of weird because I thought, you know, uh, we talked about it before. He'd been a pretty good contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of been weird um, how Nick Nurse is throwing the minutes there with the bench. Like him and Boucher uh, have really been up and down with their time on the floor. But Watson was the big, uh, the big, well, other than Boucher, which you expect. But Watson was the big minutes guy from the bench. And, um, yeah, he hit a few shots. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like he only took threes, but um, yeah, not not the worst. Contributed a little bit, but not much else uh, defensively, really. And that was the big thing, right? Like, I think there was a quote actually from Van Vliet after the game last night. He's like, "If you're only going to score, you know, 99 points or something like that, you got to play defense," sort of thing. And it's yeah, <laughs> just didn't exactly happen across the board. So this is a this is a tough one, and yeah, this is. I mean. The morale in the locker room's got to be at an all-time low. Um, what was it? Ten? I think we said like ten years or something since the the last time we've had a streak like this. Currently, the worst in the league, well, streak-wise. Yeah, um, I think it was the 2012 way. season. I think it was the 2012 okay. season was the last time. Yeah. yeah. So we're that's not a good time to you know we're skipping our best years, going right back there. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think at this point, you know, the season like trying to save this season is is it's not worth it. Um, see what yeah. kind of moves we can make and try to put ourselves in a better place for, you know, free agency, maybe a draft and, uh, you know, get also, let's see what some of our bench players can do. Cause anyone who were sort of, 
you know, hoping on or betting on for the future here, we should be putting them out there right now when, you know, the season's already, you know, basically a loss. So I'd like to see a bit more playing time for some of these bench guys and see what they can actually do as opposed to seeing what they can do when we're, you know, getting stomped on or when we're stomping on somebody. Well, this was one of those weird Jackal and Hyde games from the Raptors, though, because I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here with some of the things. But there were moments in this game where the Raptors would get three takeaways in a row almost and bring it down the court and make it score, or they would get the takeaway and then somehow mess up the the layup. But you can see the defense, when it works, works extremely well. But... Uh, maybe it was just like the guys were getting tired. Like you said, coming out of the half, like Siakam had 17 points in the first half. That means he had four in the second. Right. The legs just go away from you. And some of the guys, especially the COVID guys, uh, they're, they're going to be a little more tired, even on a back to back, you know, COVID guys Um, like that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they prefer not to be called. (laughs) But, um, it's one of those games where I was watching in certain points. I was like, this is the Raptors team that I know. This is mm-hmm. the guys. They're trying hard. They're flying around on defense. They're getting down. And like Norm, a few times, cut right to the basket, got it done. But the three guys, like we said before, that you see cutting to the basket all the time are Lowry, Fred, and Norm. Mm-hmm. The three shortest guys on the team. Yeah. Like, that can't be what it is all the time because eventually they're just going to collapse their defense and be like, okay, well, hit us with your three that's not working, which they kind of did, and uh, it really stalled the offense. But we never quite recovered on defense in the second half to make it to keep the game tight. The other part of that is this is the devil's advocate part where you were saying maybe it's just time to blow up the team. Mm -hmm. They're still in it in the East. Like they're right. not that far out. I think they're sure. four and a half games out of third. So, is it bringing a guy like a Rashawn Holmes? You know, you can clean up your your center minutes there, give yourself a chance, and maybe bring it up. Because the other thing is, is well, what we know that a lot of the big teams in the East, Boston's been playing pretty inconsistent. You just never know with. Uh, Brooklyn who's going to be playing one game from the next so it was seven game period they don't have Durant and they don't have Kyrie that's a beatable team and then Philly you know Embiid has shown that he can't stay healthy sometimes this is not over yet it's true and I think uh, the Raptors are living rent free in Philly's head since uh, since that shot bounced around (laughs) the rim four times but um I don't know. I'm uh, I'm starting to lean more Kieran's way, where I'm just not sure. Like this is the year to kind of uh, waste assets trying to bring in some help here. You know, like if you're ever gonna kind of don't want to say waste a season, but if you're ever gonna do that, you know, the year that you're in Tampa Bay, that you're not selling tickets, that you know none of your fans have to watch this crap in person. Um, you know, this is the year to do it. Um, if we are going to bring in some help, I know I did see a story about Rashawn Holmes in Toronto being linked uh, yesterday, but um, if we do bring someone in, I'd prefer some longer-term help. Um, some guys that I put down that I know, well, we've heard are available would be uh, Mo Bamba out of Orlando. He's kind of wasted away there since he got drafted, him and his eight-foot wingspan. And uh, John Collins, who keeps being mentioned on the trade market, even though I can't figure out why, but... Yeah, I think they're pulling that back now. That uh, the you know Atlanta went on a bit of a run there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Also, with Mo Bamba, I, like, I would be so surprised if they went ahead and traded him and didn't actually get rid of a couple guys ahead of him to see if they can get him some run, because why draft that guy if you're never going to play him? Yeah. But... Been saying that for years, though, and Vucevic, you know, got his extension, so I don't think... Unless they trade him, of course, but... Yeah, which is pretty unlikely. But I don't know. They traded Gordon. They traded other guys around there. But, uh, you know, this isn't the Magic podcast, so we'll get back to that another time. I think with the, um, like, to your point, yeah, we could make some moves and maybe get into, um, you know, a reasonable playoff spot, but just to what end? Like, I still, I just don't see a deep, you know, a seven-game series. I don't see us winning, you know, four, five, whatever it takes to get, you know, I just don't see it. You know, maybe we get past the first round, maybe, but if not, you know, how disappointing would it be to, you know, make it to the playoffs, do well enough, not get a draft, you know, not, it's just, it, it seems like we'd be putting everything on the line for this season, which probably I think it's safe to say, isn't going to pan out to any sort of, you know, major success other than, yay, we made it to the playoffs. Our playoff streak continues kind of thing, which yeah, at this point I'm fine. Like we've had bad years in the past. Like we're hitting a little low here, but I think it's now time to focus on how do we get back to where we were as opposed to make this season not as bad as it currently is kind of thing. So I'm not saying like, you know, start losing games and everything. I'm just shake it up, you know, put ourselves in a position that in the off season we can make some moves and try to be a new exciting team next year. And I would understand that from, uh, you know, both fan base if they're looking at it in the long-term kind of view which hopefully you know every fan base should be yeah uh unless you know you you pick up yourself up a choir or something like that and you're like okay well obviously this is the run here yeah um but i just don't think that people should be surprised either way what they do do because if they go out and they get a couple couple players you know uh, i think they'll win some more games anyways and all you need to do as you know, their magic number for getting eliminated, I'm pretty sure, is something like 30 games or something like that. But it hasn't changed for even during this streak because yeah, yeah. so many other teams lose around them too. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and they try to do a little something, something, you know, create a little media, get the guys going. But then I also wouldn't be surprised if next week we're doing a uh, podcast about what the future of the Raptors <laughs> is without Lowry and Powell. So, yeah. Um, do yeah, you guys see the, see the end of the half there and the wild oh, yeah. series of events? Shots. John Wall puts it on the spin cycle. Then, yeah, he doesn't uh, look oh, like a guy who missed the last two years. Huh? When he split the D there and then did the little 360 thing. Yeah, that was, uh, that was wild. Yeah. And then uh, Siakam well, brings uh, it back, does his own little spin, and gets the and one. And then, you know, to change the uh, adage a little bit, when it pours, it rains from half, apparently, on the Raptors. Yeah, that's when you knew it was in the stars for Houston, right? When Daniel House hit the shot from 120 feet away, just chucking it up. But. Yeah, because I was at uh, first. I was like, okay, we got a little something going into the half here. You know, Siakam came back and answered yeah. right back to the you know, the showboating there. Said, no, no, not in, not in, not over here. And then they just hit the half yeah. court three because, of course, they go and hit the half court three. Welcome to the season. And you saw it in the start of the second half. They came out tired again. But mm-hmm. the only guy in the third that woke up was Freddie which was very good to see because he's one of those guys I've been talking about where, you know, they've looked a little bit tired. 
Fred had 14 points in the third. Did you see, Ben, anything about his play that you liked differently in the third uh, quarter there? Yeah, well, I was like you. Like, before this game, um, I kind of thought, like, if he was a pitcher, he kind of lost the strike zone a little bit. Like, he was just missing from from his favorite spots, you know, um, pulling up on the catch and shoot. He was just kind of rattling them off the rim, which... uh, you know, before the COVID, uh, before he became one of the COVID guys, um, he was, uh, you know, putting up 30, 40 points a game on the regular. So, but, uh, but yeah, it was good to see him get back into it last night. He looked really good, especially later in the game. Um, so yeah, it was nice to see him rounding a bit back into form, but you know, things are getting, wish I could say the same for the rest. When you start giving people, you know, like high praise for the stuff that they're supposed to be doing that we pay you to do. And like, you know, this is what we expect. But it is nice to see. It's a good return to form. It's just, you know, we got to, they just got to coordinate, you know, like pick the days you guys all want to play bad. Don't have like one guy play, you know, decent and everything else. So, um, yeah, no, that was If it was that easy, there wouldn't be coaches. Of course, of course. But that's just the thing, right? Like we've always had like the one or two people who kind of show up and do what they normally do. And then everyone else is, you know, non-existent on those games. So I just find that we used to have this thing where we gel and, some people weren't playing well, you know, this guy's from the bench, someone's going to step up, have a big game. We just, there's, there's nobody left to fill in the gaps when other people are struggling. It seems like the whole team just struggles now. And, uh, it's tough. Um, a lot of, no, I found like there was a reasonable amount of no calls last night too, on a lot of plays, not necessarily in anyone's favor. Just, I remember this one play in particular where, um, like halfway through the third Boucher goes just right in a couple guys, you know, lots of contact, knockdown, gets a layup or misses the layup, goes the other way. Same thing on the other end, you know, a fair amount of contact, the shot goes in and it's just, everyone's kind of looking around like, what, nothing, really, nothing, okay. And uh, yeah, they showed the replay and I mean, I don't know how you don't call that first foul on Boucher, but um, don't know that, don't know how I feel about that, just kind of letting calls go. It was relatively low uh, free throw attempts in the game. I mean, the Raptors, of course, were lower than the other team just because of the way we played. Uh, yeah. ni- 19 attempts versus 26 attempts. Yeah, which isn't a huge stretch, so it's not like a... Not Colin Fowler, one of those things where it's like, you know, they're all out to get us. It was just... I noticed more than a few where it was like, really? On both sides, it was like, okay, I guess we're just going to let them play today. This isn't the end of a playoff game, but sure, let's just let them play. And the announcers were having a moment on that where uh, I believe it was Lowry ran up for a layup and there was some contact and he got the call, but they were trying to figure out how the time before the call didn't happen. It was, like, it was that moment of like, they no longer knew what was going to get called and what wasn't going to get called. Yeah, so yeah you look at like, him. Yeah, you just see him go up and it looks like the same play, but one gets called, the other doesn't. And it was sure. the same reaction from the shooter, the, the same reaction from the guy playing on defense. So... We should try to yeah, compile a bunch of clips like that and side by side and do a little like a segment on like a video show where it's like which one of these was called a foul kind of thing, you know, and play them both. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. like no nope, wrong. Yeah, nobody like nobody'll get it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all happening pretty fast, but yeah, it would be nice to have a little bit more consistency. And it'd be nice to have a lot of things, you know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> We'll have to do on a show that, on NBA officiating one day and just sort of... Yeah, that, that's going to go well. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's going <laughs> to go great. I like to complain about stuff, so bring it on. Yeah, yeah I, I will not be playing devil's advocate on that show. <laughs> it's just going to be you guys going off. Um, well, back to what you were saying with some of the guys, you know, 
that used to happen to be like Fred would come off the bench when the starters weren't, you know, gelling mm-hmm. properly yeah, and yeah. provide that spark off the off the bench. Maybe a guy would rest a little bit. But, you know, he's part of the starting and he deserves to be a starter, obviously. Like if you look at uh, look at his line, he had a pretty good line. His efficiency wasn't amazing, but it never really is. Mm-hmm. Puts up a lot of shots. There's not that guy coming like Boucher for a little bit there was pretty good off the bench. But he plays a similar role. Like, he will get you rebounds on the defensive side, but he's perimeter shooter on the other side. It's similar to Fred, similar to Norm, yeah. similar to Lowry. So we need a different style of player coming off that bench to provide a spark. Yeah, yeah Boucher's not uh, like your traditional six-man, that's for sure, but that's kind of the role he's uh, been given here. Now that Powell's starting every night. Um, I don't know what's happened to his offensive game. I don't think he's uh, been in double digits for, I don't know, since the All-Star break, I believe. Yeah, his usage is um, down. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. Do we, um, I should have looked this up, but is Terrence Davis injured? Like, we haven't seen him at all. He's supposed to be that smart, right? decision. He played a little bit, I think. No, did see. not play a coach's decision. Um, yeah, this is what I mean about okay. Nick Nurse's yeah. rotations. You know, it's uh, it's just kind of strange when uh, Bembry doesn't see the floor for a week. What you about know, Terrence um, Davis doesn't see it for a week? Ananobi? What, uh, no, he sat. He sat this game. I think that was health. That just, was coach's decision cautious. as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I mean that's a that's a pretty big factor too, right? Obviously, he's an important role player and can be that guy, and that would have moved someone to the bench who could have then come off the bench and you know been that spark. But yeah, it would have been uh, Stanley Johnson. But Stanley Johnson, what had three? Re- he played seventeen minutes. He didn't score a point. Had three yeah. rebounds. And uh, that was kind well. Of maybe the they can bring the up uh, Gary Payton Jr. from the uh, from the nine hundred five. See what he's got. <laughs> Well, you know, at this point, like what Kieran was saying, maybe, maybe it is getting to that time where you start bringing up the guys and seeing what the future holds. Yeah, at the very least, you know, like either whether it builds them confidence or just that gives them the experience. Like I don't, I feel like you know, it's it's tough thing, tough thing coming off the bench, you know, playing the garbage minutes of a game and expecting. I don't know, to, to like, you know, find your groove in the NBA, right? Like, it's usually when you get that right. shot and step up. So I think, uh, you know, I'd like to see just some more minutes from, you know, Flynn got a respectable amount of minutes that game. But, you know, like, um, I know Ben loves Matt Thomas. Um, like, I'd like <laughs> to see what this guy could do. You know, he's a great shooter. Like, we're going to shoot all these threes. Like, why isn't he taking any of them? You know, it's just uh, it's things like that I'd like to see. um moving forward especially given given the climate if it was different scenario different season i would be no absolutely not keep things going but i see no harm in giving these guys extra you know valuable minutes as opposed to the trash minutes where it doesn't really matter what you go out and do you can play great at the end of the game when everyone's just chucking threes cool but that doesn't tell me anything about what you're going to do in the the second quarter when we're you know down by five you know coming to the end of the half or whatever so um, well, it looks like yeah, they it's, figured uh, out the it's time for some thing. Flynn sanity. There you go. Yeah, Flynn there you sanity. <laughs> His dad we're just going to use the exact same. Recently. We're just going to use the exact same thing for all the players that come in. Lynn sanity, Flynn sanity. As long as it sounds pretty similar, we're just rolling it out there every time. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it, it seems like they might have figured out the Matt Thomas thing because, well, and, you know, Kieran, you're kind of right on this, is they bring them in off the bench whenever they need a big three, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this design play where he kind of goes low and then wraps around the outside. They try to get a pick. They pass it to him and he does a pull-up three. But 
everybody knows that now. Yeah. So he's getting caught before he ever has a chance to do it, and we put up a different, you know, something out of the play and just hope it goes in. If, and, and so you're right. If he started a game or two here or there just to see what he's got, maybe he'd get better looks because it wouldn't be coming off the design play that people are expecting. Yeah. The only thing is his defense is like he has defensive liabilities and so that's why they don't like to play him a lot mm-hmm. but who cares at this point right yeah and at this point like point that out to him say okay like you know let him watch some tape of himself getting beaten defensively and what he's got to work on it um so yeah it just it seems to tape. me like this is a good opportunity to sort of you know groom some people and try to get them more into you know being better off the bench or just more productive overall and um, yeah, I just yeah hope to see that. as much as it's you know it's, it's a kind of a pain and a struggle to watch our bench play sometimes if they're not doing well. Um, I think now's the time to you know give them the opportunity and put the put the time and effort into you know cultivating them for the future. Because again, if we're gonna make some changes, whether we do or not, any of these guys who are here for a while, if you're if you just have this role on the team, then I just don't see how they're gonna grow into much more until we get rid of them in the future. So. Who knows? We'll see. It's gonna. This is a very pivotal moment. Like we're a couple of days away from the trade, so so much is gonna change. I'm sure by our next show, kind of thing. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens here. Yeah, like I said, it's either gonna be me saying "I told you so" or you guys going, "Yeah, well, this is what we expected." Yeah. So, <laughs> um, on a slightly more positive note, we'll get into some of the uh, fantasy pullaways here uh, for the game. You guys probably lost your opportunities to buy low on uh, Siakam and Freddie here. Um, you know, people might be still a little bit low on Siakam, but Fred coming in, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals. Yeah, you're probably not going to get him. The one thing I do have to uh, tell people is it might be a good idea to try to go get Ananobi from somebody. He rested after playing. You know, he had one good game finally, and they rest him. So people might be a little low. You might be able to buy, uh, take him away from somebody who's uh, just trying to move on and get somebody to score to make a playoff run here. If you're one of those teams where he's at the top of your league, go pick up, try to pick up Ananobi from somebody right now. Uh, ben, is there any players on the Raptors here that you're concerned about or that you'd, uh, you know, try to go grab from somebody? Um. Yeah, well, I agree with Ananobi. He's really been expanding that offensive game, you know. Um, he gets at least a few assists every game and uh, definitely gets his steals and blocks, so that's uh, that's a bonus. Um, for myself, I, uh, I've i got Boucher, and uh, it's getting tough with him. I wouldn't drop him yet, um, but if all he's doing is getting, you know, seven, eight blocks, and, or seven, eight rebounds, and one or two blocks, but he's missing shots like he is now. I don't know if he's worth uh, keeping in your lineup. Um, League-wide, I'd say uh, anyone listening should go pick up Taylor Horton Tucker right now. If you haven't heard of him, he's going to be filling in for King James here the next few weeks. Uh, yeah, right. So I picked him up, and I'm very excited to see what he does. Yeah, that's pretty fair. And also, uh, Ben, you got your wish. Your boy Halliburton comes in, scores 28. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I watched a bit of that one. Yeah, really nice game. And then also, everybody's got to pay attention. This is a perfect example of a team, Houston, that's going to be doing stuff still at the trade deadline. All the depots sat, which makes you think that they're trying to shop him, making sure he's going to stay healthy there. That's where you guys, guys like, you know, Jay Sean Tate had a hell of a game here against the Raptors. You might want to go look at Houston and see who's going to benefit the most. Another guy, Sterling Brown with a double-double. Um, 
those guys are probably available. You know, you're not going to go find any Christian Woods or John Walls, but you might be able to get a Daniel House Jr., one of those guys, you know, with P.J. Tucker's already gone. They're going to be making moves. Go take a look at that team. Maybe you can pick up somebody. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I might have to switch my MVP pick to Christian Wood because that team was just, you know, atrocious without him. And uh, as soon as he came back, they started getting it back together. But uh, he's just a great story, his uh, his road to getting here. But Yeah, he's the one player the Raptors actually played all right against. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, like, obviously, Raptors had to focus on Christian Wood down low, and it really opened up the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. So... That's the kind of guy that the Raptors, like big man down low who can facilitate and score. Yeah, I also saw they had uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. out there. Remember Kmart back in the day for the New Jersey Nets? That was one of my favorite teams with uh, Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson. They were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, the post, post-Raptors post Vince Carter days. All Raptors yeah, fans yeah. love those days. Yeah. Back when they were in Jersey. <laughs> Brutal. All right. Well, yeah, so the upcoming schedule does not look fantastic for the Raptors. At least they're at home, well, relatively at home in Tampa. We've already kind of talked about these three games, but the goal is, is what Ben was saying the other day, is the Raptors tend to play down to the people they you know, should beat and play up to the people that should beat them. You saw it in the Utah game. Maybe they hit a couple more shots, works out. You guys have any, you know, kind of thoughts on the upcoming schedule that's changed since this game, or are you just kind of the same thing as before? What do we got? Nuggets, Suns, oh, and then um, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I think we're going to win one of these three games. I think we'll go one for three. I can't really say for sure who we're going to beat, but I think, yeah, because, like you mentioned, we are, like Ben mentioned, we, uh, we do tend to, you know, play to whatever team, so I think that's going to work in our favor. I think we might actually see some people step up in one or two of these games and uh, make them interesting. So um, I don't want to be yeah, too pessimistic. We're not going to lose the rest of the season. You know, we're going to win some games. <laughs> so uh, I think yeah. I, I think mean, Houston can, tried. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think we can. I think we'll see an upset um, in at least one of these games and do something good. So it's not all. It's not all dark clouds and things here. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a tough one and maybe some, you know, not the most exciting basketball to watch, but I think we can pull out a win and snap this streak and start looking at some of these easier games as easier games because, um, yeah, these two are the two gimmies, right? Like we were saying, this is the two times we were like, you know, in these tough games we've had, tough, you know, health issues and things. We had this this little ray of sunshine was like two of the worst teams in the league, not doing well right now, <laughs> underperforming, here's our chance didn't take it, so um, yeah, we're gonna have to find another way to get a win. So I think it'll happen. Any any thoughts there? Um, I don't know. I mean, um, it, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good uh, bet. There, we win one out of three here. I don't think it's gonna be tomorrow night. Um, you got to think there's gonna be some sleeplessness uh, with you know tomorrow night's game is like twelve hours before the deadline. A lot of guys might be uh, packing their bags. So. Yeah. Um, I heard they're going to start allowing more and more fans. I think they're going up to 3,500. I don't know if that makes a difference. I don't, you know, but Depends how many of them are cheering that's something for us down I suppose. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got enough snowbirds, right? Yeah, yeah. True. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I was, 
I guess I was happy to see Steven Silas get that win last night, even though it was against us. He had a tough, uh, that's his first time as a head coach after like, I think 25 plus years. This is an assistant. And uh, he got thrown a bit of a dumpster fire there. So he was, uh, him and John Wall were celebrating pretty good last night. Yeah, I was going to say his post game, uh, like quotes and stuff were pretty nice. And again, you don't want to see that at the expense of your team. But at the same time, it's tough to not feel a little happy for them because. I don't want to see anybody go through a 20-game losing streak. That's crazy. Well, that's, you know, awfully nice of you guys there, you know, throwing the the opposing coach a little love. Um, Any updated trade rumors while we're talking about the trade deadline? I haven't really seen much since the, basically, the reports just saying that they're, you know, the three teams are looking at Lowry and that Norm is technically available and it makes sense for him to be. But have you seen anything tied to uh, either of those guys or anybody else on the Raptors? Yeah. Um, not to go back to uh, the Orlando Magic, but um, I just saw on my uh, TV screen here that uh, Aaron Gordon has officially requested a trade, whatever that means these days. But uh, they are going to be one of the more active teams at the deadline, I think. So um, that's about the latest I heard uh, this morning. Wouldn't be too bad at an Aaron Excuse me, Aaron Gordon on the uh, on the team. Yeah, no, I know. in here. Yeah, that'd be one of those things where, unfortunately, I think we're trying to do the same thing, right? So, yeah, might be a little bit difficult to get a hold of them from them unless we started offering up uh, some draft picks coming up. Yeah, no. Of I course. mean, our draft pick next season looking a little bit better now than it was earlier, mm-hmm. but but again, yeah, do we want to get rid of that for this season? Like, is that's yeah. the that's the biggest uh, thing? I think I think the answer is no, personally. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I haven't seen any updated uh, like specifics, but uh, yeah, it's more and more. It's you know, Norm and Kyle, and um, I honestly wouldn't even be shocked to see both of them go and like just a full on change. To see basically play with a team we barely recognize for the rest of the season, and then you know maybe we get Lowry back, whatever the the future holds for the us in the the off season. But um, that wouldn't shock me completely to just see them both go get what we can for them and then you know look to the future but we'll see very exciting you put any stock in the uh in the like uh messiah jury is a free agent himself right he doesn't have a contract Mm -hmm. after this year like does that uh affect what's going to happen here it's a good point i don't really know much um like i don't know the whole you know president situation for you know coming and going sort of thing so I don't know what his motivation would be to leave other than maybe getting paid more or anything like that. But um, Well, I think the Knicks were trying to offer him the world to right. come uh, be their guy, but that would be very Yeah, Knicks or Pat Riley's successor do. or something. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll see. You know, that's one of those things where it's very hard to speculate on because you do not get a lot of news about that sort of information. Yeah. But he does so, seem quite, I mean, well, he is quite invested in the Raptors, has been, you know, done big things here, so... I think to a degree you gotta like he's gotta be thinking about like what he wants his legacy to be and whether it's, you know, okay, Raptors at a low now, this is a great opportunity for him to just like work some magic and like be that guy again, put us back up into the, the top of the, the east. Um so I could see it that being enticing to him just from like, you know, what if I was in his situation what I would be thinking, not anything of he's said or done. But um yeah, I don't know if for me leaving to go somewhere else and try would be as rewarding as you know he's got his you know the championship here he did some crazy moves you know that at first everyone reacted pretty badly against how he just shipped Demar off but in you know hindsight you can't really 
take anything away from the guys. So we uh, we'll see about that. I don't really know either way, but I think personally, I think he would. Uh, yeah, I think he's attached to the Raptors and quite likes it here. So we'll see. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, One seventeen to ninety nine, Houston over <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. Not what we like to hear. We're gonna look for a better result coming up here on Wednesday. That's the next game. Also, probably a lot of action happening on that day and the next one with what's going on in the league. So the moment we know something, we're gonna tell everybody out there. Uh, this is Brendan saying goodbye for Kieran Smythe. Take care, guys. And Ben Harrison. Have a great day, folks. And you make sure to go check us out at HoopBallRaptors on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you get a chance, head over to Hoop-Ball.com. You know, as always, we love you, B. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye.